Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another special guest on. We're going to get this intro started and going so we can get right into the good stuff. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time they have C10 in there all the time they end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae and it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is America Diesel Podcast with Ben, Tyler, Andrew, and Corey. Corey's not mic'd up. If you hear loud noises in the background, that's him making fun noises because we only have three mics. That's how it goes. You can find us on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere there's a podcast. You can find us by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Also, make sure and check out our Instagram. We do go live just about every Wednesday right on 5 p.m. Have a beer with Pacific time. Have a beer with the boys. Talk a little bit of shit. It's a good time. Tyler, reviews. Oh, yeah. Keep those reviews coming in, folks. We are moving up in the ranks, and we greatly appreciate it. Are we, though? Have we checked? Uh, uh, yeah, I check. Probably. I, I don't I know. I check all the time. I'm sure. Okay. It doesn't matter. We need more. Yeah. <laughs> more. You screwed up my flow. I did on purpose. Right. Uh, leave a five-star review on any of the platforms you listen to this podcast on. Screenshot that review. Send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address. And Ben might send you a sticker at some point. Hardcore capital M might. <laughs> just might. Yeah. If you need parts for your diesel pickup, make sure and check out dieselproducts.com. You see that quick ship logo, it's guaranteed in stock, ready to rock. We have a giant fucking warehouse right behind us, yeah. uh, literally chocked full of parts, and we have people checking stock on them all the time. And uh, I know I haven't said in a while, but uh, Honey Badger, yes, you are back to uh, normal shipping times. We yeah. will not delay your orders anymore. I haven't messed with your cart at all. Yeah, I haven't messed with your cart at all. I haven't logged in, <laughs> haven't done anything for you. Um, by the way, you have a bunch of Duramax parts coming to your house. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Damn. <laughs> but if you are placing orders online uh, or you're talking to one of our knowledgeable sales techs, make sure and let them know or type podcast in the delivery notes section. That way we can tell them up at the end of the month. Let the guys upstairs know that we're down here having fun, drinking beers, helping people buy parts because money makes the world go round. Shit ain't free. Microphones ain't free. Cameras ain't free. Time ain't free. Beer isn't free. Most importantly, beer is not free. This shitty old laptop might as well be free. Yeah. Gets the job done, though. Yeah. Uh, also, make sure and check out our Facebook group, 
much like we are going to nail some questions down today about manual transmissions with our special guest. And if you wanted your questions answered, the only way that you would have seen that is if you're in our spicy unit of a group. Three questions you must answer. Many right answers, many wrong answers. Uh, plan accordingly. I am the only one that approves them. So know your role. Mm. Bam. Uh, there is a very handsome, handsome man sitting between me and Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Uh, what's your name? My name's Andrew. And what's your favorite color? Uh, probably blue. Maybe red. <laughs> Tyler hates this. I, I, hate I, 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 I try to make it as awkward as fuck, and he's like, God damn it, get to the point. I was literally, we had a guest on, I was trying to ask like a like an actual like hard-hitting question, and Ben's like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> no, I think I'm I like, Ben, him, shut up. It, it was Dave, and I asked him what yeah. his favorite shape was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, like, what? He's looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Ben Sorry, just bro. always comes in with the heavy hitters. Come with the heaters. Gotta loosen them up. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Shit. <laughs> so Andrew's here. Uh, for those of you that were one, Andrew did attend our boys' weekend, which was fantastic. It was a good time. It was a great time. I am thoroughly happy that you came, not only because it was great to meet you, but also you brought an absolute fucking ton ton of firewood yeah you did like literally yeah. uh, it's probably about a ton of firewood yeah, yeah man it and, pays off living next to a mill yeah and uh <laughs> we burned all of it yeah we, we did. did um i think most of it at one time too yeah on <laughs> <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we were like we were like rationing it for like the first night and the second night, I was like, i'm not taking it home you're taking it home i'm not no. taking it home oh, it fuck. turned into a really big fire really big fire yeah, <laughs> yeah. people were being threatened that they were going to be folded into the fire uh <laughs> yeah that did happen my awning on my trailer dude Got first of all i i have i i don't get this but most trailers have a white awning yeah. it's like what in the and it like mine is like dark gray on top but it's white underneath and it makes no sense because then it rolls up and all the crap that's sitting on top of the awning gets rolled up on the white side of the awning I don't, I don't get it. But anyways, that was a, that was really fun to clean. Yeah. I'm sure it was. Especially because whatever was dirty was real hot. Yeah. And it, it did not want to leave. No. no. Okay, so, Andrew, uh, what do you do and why do you do it? I rebuild manual transmissions for diesel trucks, and I do it because it's awesome. I love, Excellent. I love, like, um, when I was, when I was a kid, um, my dad had a, this is probably in, like, 2003, my dad had a five-speed second gen, 24 valve with like straight pipes, obviously. Hell well, yeah. It was on like 38s. And that was the first truck I ever like really fell in love dude, with. It, in the early 2000s being on 38s, you were yeah. a monster truck. Yeah, dude. It was yeah, huge. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. And it was all block lift in the back. Now, I'm, I'm thinking about it now like that truck kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, that thing was awesome. I, I loved it. A monster, yeah, dude. Yeah. 35s were like. I remember my huge. uncle had 35s on a forerunner. I thought he had a monster truck. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it had uh, 38 inch swampers on it <laughs> and five speed and uh, drove around a lot in that thing. It was. Um, I fell in love with. I fell in love with manual diesels. Um, and you know, I my very first car was a an old piece of crap Camaro, and I had to rebuild everything on it. And eventually, I found my way to the manual transmission world. You know, I swapped a t56 into that thing when i was like 19 or something yeah and uh from there the addiction just got worse yeah <laughs> and you know rebuilding a bunch of gearboxes and um found my way into you know the the new venture world which um there's just so little information about it out there like nobody you know there's plenty you can find on the 4500 but there's 
prior to like two years ago, there was nothing you could find on a 5600 if you were building one yourself. And, you know, it kind of inspired me to like, hey, there's there might be a niche here. Mm -hmm. So uh, long range gear was formed um, and we immediately dove into those. And it's it's been a good time ever since. So I'm good. I uh, it's funny between like the dichotomy between automatic transmission guys and manual transmission guys. So we, we have our, our local automatic <laughs> transmission guy here, John Elford. And uh, I, we've had transmissions done by him before. And, you know, on some of our gas rigs, he's done some of our, like, 4L60s and some of our, even some of our 47s. He did a 68 for us. Um, he did my 4R100. 48 REs. And, and 48, yeah. yeah. He does that, pretty much anything. That's yeah. that's uh, dynamic? Yeah, yeah. Dynamic, yeah, yeah. John Elford, yeah. I, yeah, I've heard uh, from every which way uh, about his praises. And um, I've actually seen, you know, some of his transmissions at when I've stopped in at Deer Park. Yeah. And I really like that they were, like, pristine you don't find a lot of people that do that and i i always thought i went overboard and i saw his and i'm like okay cool right. yeah. <laughs> i'm doing all right you know, so well, keep in mind, follow, he's probably got about 30 years on the industry and yeah so. yeah oh for sure for sure <laughs> well you're officially the second manual transmission shop that i've heard of in like in washington because yeah. there's only the yeah, only chucks. other one was chuck's gear yeah he closed years ago yeah did he yeah. really yeah i didn't know that yeah, he closed I, before I I've ever been recommending came up people. To <laughs> well, I, I found that out after we after, before I knew you. Yeah, after uh, <laughs> Justin tried to get his uh, manual transmission done when he was doing his chummins. Yeah, and he was like, "I was like, yeah, just talk to Chuck's <clears> gear," <throat> and he's like, "Dude, I googled him. Like, I called the phone number. It doesn't go anywhere. I yeah. literally oh, showed wow. up to the address and yeah. like knocked on the well, door. No one was there. I was like, "Well, what time?" He's like, "It was like two in the afternoon on a Thursday." Yeah, he's so. he's been closed for a while. His yeah. sign is his uh, on his building. The sign's still up there and everything. But yeah, well, you've yeah. definitely cornered the market yeah. now because <laughs> uh, now you're yeah. the only one I know of. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think there was there was one other shop in uh, in in North Spokane that was doing some manuals, but uh, I was. I, I just recently figured out they're not doing that anymore. So yeah, I think I'm probably the. You're the only my, one that I know of. Honestly. Might be the only you're, you're literally, yeah, you're the, literally the only one now that I know of. So yeah. uh, and I'll I'll go down the entire list. I know of uh, Super Stick Speed Stick Super Stick whatever I, I can't remember what the name of it. is it Super Stick. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know you're a competitor, but sorry. Uh, and mm -hmm. like ATS did a manual transmission rebuild on only 4500s and. 56s, I think. They didn't even do a G56. I think they have a G56. Maybe. That, yeah, but all they basically all they do, I think, is just cryo treat. Yeah. This like internals. That's it. And replace synchros. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And paint it purple. And paint it purple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then there was Chuck's gear. Yeah. So that's like. <laughs> so as far as like yeah. the uh, United States, you're uh, <laughs> yeah, you're already up there in the conversation. Andrew. There's yeah. there's not there's not a whole lot. That's what I was saying. Like. There's not a not a ton of information, and there was like a niche that needed to be filled, or at least some alternatives to the the present solutions. There's plenty of guys. I've I've met a ton of really great people that are, um, you know, they they build these throughout the country. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a handful of guys that I would send you like, you know, we I don't want to say we like share customers, but if there's somebody in like. Um, you know, Texas, I know a guy down there that'll do them, or there's a guy in yeah. Kentucky or, you know, whatever. Um, but I mean, it's like maybe five, there's really not many, uh -huh. um, manual transmissions are kind of going by the wayside. Yeah. And if you're an automatic transmission builder, um, manual, at least from my experience, like talking to those guys, they all hate doing manuals. That's what I was going to say about yeah. John. Yeah. I asked him cause I, I dropped off a transmission at a <clears> shop <throat> at his old house in uh Newman Lake and, uh, I walked in. I was like, "Oh, this is cool, man!" Like, "Hey, like, did you ever do like 
manually. She's like, fucking hate him. Uh, the only one that I will do, I'll do a, a, a Muncie four speed. No. That's it. What do they call that? A rock crusher? Yeah. He's like, I yeah. will do that and that's it. That's all I'll do. Yeah. And even then, like, I charge like triple for it. <laughs> like, I, I don't like it, but that's what I'll do. Yeah. I was like, oh, how come? He's like, I just. I. I, I they're so different. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you like doing one, you're going to hate the other. <laughs> yeah. He's like, there's no brain. There's no fluid. There's no pressures. Yeah. It's just things moving. Like, ah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just did the 48 in my wife's truck and I hated every minute of it. Every minute of it. I can't stand automatics. So how many NV 4500s have you seen with third gear completely destroyed? Uh, a handful. <laughs> a handful. Um, the, I mean, I get... I get stuff from all over the country, and it's normally like people run the wrong fluid in it because they're super specific. We're going to um, talk more about fluid in a minute here, just so people know. And uh, and fifth gear uh, falling off. I actually fifth have gear. a really good example. I brought some. I brought some some trinkets um, of uh, the kind of carnage that can happen when fifth gear starts to back off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, de yeah. I demolished third gear in a 4500 in my oh, yeah. second gen right after I installed my homemade nitrous kit on the truck. That was yep. uh, that'll that'll happen. Yeah, that <laughs> cost me a pretty penny. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out Chuck's gear. Yeah, recipes Chuck's gear. Thank you for the rebuild. But he's yeah. like, when I dropped it off with him, he's like, yeah, uh, third's like the first like real power gear. And you destroyed it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was kind of like proud of myself, and then disappointed at the same time. I'm like, man, I got some, I got some horsepowers yeah. in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, the it's funny though that like they they even put an NV forty five hundred behind a Cummins because like I think the factory rating was like four hundred and sixty foot pounds. Yeah, input. Way, way over not that. Even, yeah, not even close. Like, <laughs> way over that. That's like I you, like tripled that. Like you, you <laughs> clean the air filter all of a sudden you're out yeah. spec. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh we've got we've got them to hold, you know, quite a bit more than that, but I think uh we're we've just we've pushed the limit a little bit. We're fine we're definitely finding it. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh third third gear and fifth gear, man. Yeah. The fifth gear thing is that was like like a just like one of those stupid mistakes, you know. Yeah, it led you here. I wouldn't say it's stupid. What's that? It led you to this point. I wouldn't say it's too stupid. No, no. I'm just saying the design of the. Oh, the yeah, that, it's that a pretty stupid. It's, it's just stupid. It's a pretty stupid design. <laughs> well, enlighten me. I I don't know anything about the design. So talk to me. Well, at at the dealership when we get these trucks in, mm -hmm. they would literally give you a um, kit. The fifth gear nut. Would it have like a locking oh, ring on it? Okay, yeah, I know the, fifth I, gear I know nut. the lock, the the nut. Yeah. Know, well, for, we'd okay. get it in a um, like remember in uh, high school where you get like your your food in like that like little paper dish. Yeah. You know, you like a pizza the, pocket. The, the plastic. Your pizza pocket yeah, was yeah, in yeah. it. You know, it was just like a dish. That the part to fix it was literally in one of those food dishes <laughs> in a bag that they would give us <laughs> I was like what is this <laughs> did, did you like did you just go to Napa and like have like a dish <laughs> like is yeah it's yeah it was funny I don't think a lot of thought went into any portion of the fifth gear nut <laughs> yeah. to no. include the fix by yeah. dodge yeah. You know, eventually well luckily I, I assume it's a well not assume people weld it on simple fix for yeah, and normally when you see guys doing that is when they'll they can break the back half of the shaft off because they'll put too much heat into it. <clears throat> the uh, the only real way to fix it is to replace the main shaft. They make like so the the original um, like New Venture NV forty five hundred shafts. They only had like this much spline over here, and then but the gear like went all the way this way, right? 
And so it would like flop around and get, you know, get loose and get kicked off the back and you'd be stuck, right? Or at least without fifth gear. So the only way to fix it is replace that main shaft and, and they make full spline main shafts now with, with um, you know, you can, they're not a really tight fit. So you got to like compensate for that with like some Loctite 620 or something. But um, with some of the like, um, some of the fixes now, like um, the main shafts are actually cut for like a half moon. They go behind it that fully support it. That's a really good. That's a really good way to solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you over torque the shit out of the nut. And then uh, we actually developed my original partner that started this business with me uh, was a mechanical engineer for the FAA. Shout out to Wyatt. Um, he uh, he and I designed a fix that goes on the back of that that I can't advertise or discuss while in the patenting process. But oh, um, we that's got cool. it. We got it dialed. We can we can fix your fifth gear and does not require welding to your shaft. There's no chance your shaft's gonna break. Um, but even with that, just like using a good updated full spline main with Loctite 620, a new fifth gear, and the nut, uh, torque to like 350 foot pounds, and you're probably good. <laughs> yeah, you gotta like I, I I put it to the end of my bench and I strap these pieces of metal to the. Uh, to the end of my bench, and then I have this super long breaker bar, or um, uh, torque wrench, excuse me, uh, to get it that tight. Um, there's no other way to do it because it'll like go flying. Yeah. <laughs> you'll spin it right off your bench or something. Just roll yeah. the whole. I've seen that that video of the dude torquing something down, and he like keeps moving further and further back, and then he ends up the whole entire bench with the because the parts in the vice. Yeah, and just the whole bench rolls forward. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> he goes like ah. Oh. But also, uh, I want, shout out to. Uh, aviation guys solving mechanical problems yeah, not gonna yeah. lie like when you have to adhere to like amp rules and, and fars and all that kind of shit uh and i just want to throw that out there, there there's no you, you don't get a plan b c or d in the air <laughs> when your car fails you roll to a stop maybe it rolls or something like that yeah some fucks up on an airplane you could die you, i mean you and everybody else with you yeah, yeah. so it's the 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 whole it what I'm trying to say, Air- aircraft mechanic stuff, like those guys don't fuck around. No, like their their whole lives, they're all about contingencies. Yeah, like this is gonna fail, this is gonna fail, this is gonna fail. How do I prevent all of these and then add like fifty percent to make sure that it doesn't fail again? Yeah, because this yeah. one nut could fuck everything up. Do you remember when I got that aircraft mechanic? engineer on the phone and he was upset oh, i was chomping at the bit for you to transfer to me <laughs> i was like give him to me right Have now this? i will debate oh, with this motherfucker for four God, hours dude this guy <laughs> quick side note here side story i got a guy on the phone do you remember uh, i think we still have him on the site it was for six fives yeah the crossover pipe i remember, I remember oh, it's got yeah. a slip joint and a clamp that put the crossover pipe together this guy was so upset that Inside that pipe, there was a little ledge from the pipe that slides into it. And he's like, that's abrupting. That's that's screwing up my airflow. That's like, creating that's, a that's, non-laminar surface. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's a 6.5, bro. Yeah. Like, first <laughs> off, it's a 6.5. Second, that's like a three-inch yeah. diameter pipe. Stock was like two and a quarter. My lungs move more air than that engine. Like, <laughs> he needs every bit of help that he can get. <laughs> my lord. I was literally typing. I was like, transfer him to me. He's like, I will me. talk to him about him. airflow. <laughs> yeah. I will do it right now. <laughs> this guy. I had equations pulled up. I was yeah. like, I will do he it. He wanted him so bad. Yeah, but I was just sitting there listening to the guy. I'm just like, dude. I was like in a nice way trying to say like, dude, it's got like 14 horsepower. Like, it's a 6.5, dude. Chill. Yeah. 
<laughs> like chill. And it's got like 200,000 miles on it. You're not going to have to worry about that, bud. <laughs> I know we make fun of Duramax and stuff like that, but the, the <laughs> there's that guy, and I know we have Tyler on, on the listeners of the show has a, you know, a hopped up Duramax. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had a guy, and maybe it was, it was Tyler back in the day that called in. It was like five, <laughs> six years ago. I was like trying to make the fastest you know, fastest six five on the North America. I was like, "Is it run?" No, yeah. I was like, "Top ten already." <laughs> he was like, <laughs> top, "Top ten." Bud. Some of my my two sickest burns on any diesel ever have come from six fives. There was that one, and we went camping with a friend, and he had a six five Tahoe, like a four door short Tahoe. And he had a 6.5, and he was like, this is just after I started working here. So I, I, this is probably the first time I met him. And he's like, yeah, I think I want to get some gauges for the you know the old Tahoe and you know put a boost gauge in. I was like, what, do you need like a 0 to 10? Yeah. <laughs> a 0 to you 4? a boost gauge on there? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, running? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, Ash looked at me, and then Matt looked at me, and Ash was like, <laughs> this is Matt. <laughs> you guys just met. <laughs> but then afterwards, I was like, we, we found out that we're the only two guys there that were like, oh, so you're a 30 beer a day kind of guy at the lake. Like, yeah, I am. Ash is not a big drinker. All of his family's not big drinkers. Like, yeah, it is. How many beers do you bring for the weekend? I was like, 96. <laughs> My God. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that's um, Let's so the one of, I posted up in the, in the group about questions that they uh, may have for a manual transmission guy. I didn't mention it was you though. Before we do that, it was very I, mysterious. He's yeah. got yeah. props. I want to see these props. He's got. Wait, I want to see props. I want to see some props. Okay. First well, of all, we got a new prop on our table here. This yeah. nice shiny shaft. Yeah. This is a um, Pierre II. Yeah. <laughs> That's like <laughs> we need Pierre to give it a, Senior. We need yeah, to give it yeah. a, another French name or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an inch and three eighths input for an NV4500 that's been cryo treated and micro polished. And so it's all strong and fancy and pretty. And now it gets to live right here next to good old Donnie. Good old Donnie boy. Donnie J. Yeah. yeah. It's a big shaft. It's a, it's a shaft. Yeah, like uh, we got some. We got a whole bunch of broken stuff and some uh, some other some other goodies. You want me to Absolutely, yeah. let's right. see. So if you take your headphones off, oh, it'll take yeah, the whole desk it. with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you break the backdrop, Andrew. <laughs> it's not much <laughs> there is not much locker room back there. I'll be honest. How's your barley juice? I'm gonna top you off. No, I'm probably good. Holy Too bad. Mother. Holy, some... yeah, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good. That's a big shaft. I mean that in all... It's like a main shaft or something. A counter shaft or... I know so little about the internal... Like, I've seen all of the diagrams and, like, the action things of manual transmissions on the inside. It still is, like, fucking magic to me. Well, I will help you with that. Are you a magician? Yeah. (laughs) Are you a wizard, Harry? (laughs) (laughs) I know that those are synchros. Um, no. Shit. They're not. <laughs> Wait, the synchro is the collar that slides in between that and another one, right? Not quite. Damn it. We're getting there. Yeah, don't <laughs> worry. Is that a synchro? Uh, no, it's getting there. It's part of it. It's it. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. It's like, synchro. Oh, synchro. There's, a, there's a collar with a clutch on the inside. Is that a synchro? That's a synchro. Ah! <laughs> there you go. Cool. I'm just a big dumb idiot, guys. <laughs> no, we'll get you there. Don't worry about it. So this is a synchro, but it's not supposed to look like that. No, so it's catered. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is an MV56 
synchronizer. It's supposed to be all the way coated in um, like this brass material, but it's not anymore. <laughs> this is what yeah. happens when you use the wrong fluid and continue to try to force a gear to the point where it melts itself. Uh, so don't do that. Uh, don't use the wrong fluid. Pro tip one from Andrew, the manual transmission guy. <laughs> yeah. Don't force it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, use the right fluid. Yeah, use the right <laughs> fluid. Actually, that's great life advice for a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Don't force it. And use the right, use the right fluid. <laughs> now interchange fluid with liquid or... Lube is important. <laughs> lube, I, yeah. I, he, his word's not mine. Use the right yes. lube. Don't force it. Use the right lube. Um, so this is so this is a counter shaft for an NV4500, and this is a stock input shaft that... This is how they're supposed to run. <laughs> but there's obviously nothing left of this. Um, so a major contributor to something like this, um, you know, heat, improper fluid, like all this kind of stuff. Um, but uh, something that's not commonly known is that end play is, uh, is a huge contributor to like failures, right? So this is the input shaft and there's a shaft that goes in the back here. This is the main shaft. And it's just a bearing that rides in a pocket. That's it. Like that's they're just free balling on each other. Whoops. There's they're no just... there's no bearing with this on the case on the outside. Well, there is. Yeah. Okay. The, so this this is actually it's the, oh, the race is on there. <laughs> yeah. The, the the inner part of the bearing is on there, but all the rollers came off uh, during the failure. So this goes inside of a race that's inside the case, and then there's one on the back of the main shaft. But as far as connecting the two, there's just one that rides on the inside. Oh. So it's two pieces, and they just you know and can... with no support. There, there's in no the, from the, the back of the case to yeah. that junction. There's no support, there's no support. except there's for the none. gears rolling on each other. Yeah, yeah, that's retarded. So <laughs> if there was if there was like a quarter inch of end play here, like if you could slide this out, you could take the shafts and go like this, uh -huh. oh, and that's wow. what happens. Um, so the end play spec for an NB4500 is sorry is two to six thousandths. So it's really oh, wow. tight, mm -hmm. and we I like to set them up at around one or two, um, depending on a few things, but. Um, so that that'll keep you know when you when it starts to splay under like when you're putting a lot of power in here um it goes down here over to whatever gear and then up to that gear and then out um uh, when you're like really giving it the beans it's forcing this away so if yeah. you have your in place set wrong this is going to come up and you're going to have your tooth contact where it's designed to be like you know in the middle or whatever it's going to be towards the edge and that's how this results so you get just the very tip <laughs> just uh, the tip <laughs> It'll wipe all the shit. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that are wanting a, very, uh, a visualization that maybe have not torn apart a manual <clears throat> transmission, this is very much like when you have a pinion and a rear end, the the outer pinion bearing starts it's got failing. Too much backlash. Inner, yeah, it starts backlash and it starts walking off the ring gear. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about with the input. Exactly. Yeah. And so this is all one piece throughout. So the the problems are rarely with the counter shaft as long as you know if you make sure the movement's not crazy right i mean set the end play right but this is all one piece this is super strong the teeth you know when you start putting 1200 foot pounds through it this this tiny little this tiny little gear here is obviously not like the greatest right? i mean we start getting into yeah. nv5600 stuff and you can see there's like a huge size disparity um but this is really the failure point because there's no like junction right this is all solid all through there's this bearing goes into the case this bearing is in the case and then this is fifth gear this thing's solid so replacing the main shaft with that nice full spline thing um and then setting your end play really tight is like the key to having an nv4500 live for a while and you'll avoid stuff like that um this is this is a fifth gear <clears throat> excuse me this is a fifth gear and obviously it's 
its companion here. So they ride like this. Um, but the fifth gear nut backed off. This is actually a, a local guy. Uh, I delivered his finished transmission out here in the parking lot <laughs> when, I came, <laughs> when I came to pick up my oh, gotcha. clutch. Right on. <laughs> uh, yeah, he stepped up to like a nice cryo unit. It was pretty sweet. Um, so they sit like this, and then his fifth gear nut came loose, and it backed up to right about here where you see the very obvious failure. Mm -hmm. You know, just yeah. tons of carnage. He wiped this thing. Um, but he's For those of you listening, I'm going to try and take as many pictures as I can of myself, and <clears> we'll, <throat> we'll throw up a post on some of this stuff afterwards on the old Facebook page. Yeah, otherwise, it's a good one to watch on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that can happen. These these really come loose, but if you're a counter shaft, this this rides on the back here on the counter shaft. Um, and there's this tiny groove right here. Um, mm -hmm. And on, in all the rebuild kits, you get two snap rings that come with it. If your counter shaft is really worn out, like these ledges are kind of rounded off, um, those can pop loose, and um, this big giant gear can come off. So it's fifth gear is just kind of fraught with. Crap. So, so basically, what you're saying is NV4500 suck ass. No, I would, I would never say that. But NV4500s have their like place, and yeah. it's not what most of us are doing. With right, right. Uh, you know, we, we've got so. Oh, thank you very much. <clears throat> so Wyatt, the guy who I started this with, he put down at a, a dyno event in Western Washington. He put. I always screw up these numbers, but it's like 530 and 1250 foot pounds of torque, 530 horsepower through an MV4500 that we built. Um, and since then he's stepped up his injectors to some dynamites and a bigger turbo and he's still putting it down. So um, they can be made to work, but yeah. like setting up the ancillary stuff, like, you know, your clutch and then your rear end gears and your tires those all play a huge role in the load that your transmission sees and it'll dictate whether or not this happens or you keep rolling right yeah i had a in my second gen <clears throat> dyno 637 horsepower on With an nv4500 nice yeah after the rebuild yeah <laughs> i like it yeah um so this is the you were asking if everything here was a synchro yeah. this is actually uh an inner synchronizer cone for a fourth gear. this actually fits right in there like well, now that I'm on camera, I can't do it. <laughs> well, this might be damaged, and that's why. I don't know. It fits but on there. It goes on there. <laughs> it yeah. goes on there. Um, and then there's a similar looking thing to this that fits on here. Um, the entire shifting operation. Oh, here we go. I got a full setup. Yeah. So this is a 5600, but. So I, that's what, I honestly didn't realize that 5600 shit was so much bigger. <laughs> Oh, dude. These, I didn't, I've never seen the insides of a 5600. I've just seen the insides of a 4500. Uh, it is a massive jump. <laughs> it's, this is this is first gear. It's Damn! It's, it's huge. So what's that comparable to on this shaft? Uh, is it there? Well... Do we have um, a side-by-side? -side? Oh, anything? No, I, don't, I didn't bring any okay. first gear. Well, first gear on a 4500 is pretty pretty big, too. It's not this big. Um but it's it's probably closer to this is a third gear. This is probably a little bit closer um, to what first gear looks like. It's it's pretty big, but you know um, the 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 footprint on like you know second third you know all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff uh, on the counter shaft is way smaller on a forty five hundred versus a fifty six hundred. I almost brought a fifty six hundred counter shaft because it's like. <laughs> It would be like Pierre it's on like, steroids, man. It's like comically <laughs> large compared to a 4,500. It's, it's bigger than this. The, 
like Jesus. way bigger. Like the the whole main diameter before you even press any gears on is bigger than this. Um, oh damn! It's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but they take they'll take way more power than a forty five hundred all day long. But um, in traditionally, isn't a uh, you can shift a forty five hundred faster than fifty six hundred? Not when I'm done with it. But <laughs> from yeah, the, yeah. from the factory, yes, from okay. the factory, the fifty six hundreds are super clunky. Um, I really dislike. This is a brass synchronized. This is like the aftermarket replacement for the factory style, mm -hmm. and I hate these. I've only I've only built two transmissions with these, and I refuse to. I I just don't like them. Um, the kind that we use, um, I actually have one sitting over there. Actually, uh, it's a it's a carbon fiber. Carbon uh, fiber. Yeah, it's it's. Um, basically like a replacement of the 5600 fiber material for mm -hmm. the synchro that somebody adapted to a 5600 ring uh, and that coupled with the right fluid and set up properly do these things they shift great they shift oh, cool. fantastic you'll you'll think you're in a 4500 truck um, and yeah I I just don't like I don't like brass for friction material for them but that's it well, at that point it's especially if, if there's a carbon fiber option the brass is a consumable especially when you're trying to get mm -hmm. to shift fast yeah i mean they're both they're both wear points mm -hmm. um but uh i think these these definitely have an advantage with longevity like i've pulled ones apart that are like three four hundred thousand miles and the synchronizers are still good like you mm -hmm. could reuse them if you wanted um so there there is there is something to say about that um but yeah they shift like crap like from new you know like it's, you gotta wait especially when you throw a dual disc in there and you got mileage on it it just sucks and it's not a very fun experience. Um, the G56 that re replaced it obviously was a step up in shift quality from the factory, but you know that had its own compromises. <clears throat> Hashtag um, case deflection. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is so I brought this is a this is a new one. This is actually in a one that I'm building from a customer. Uh, it's on the on the bench tonight. Um, so this is. Uh, an inner synchronizer. There's a, there's actually another piece for first and second gear, but we're we're gonna stick to the basics. All right. Uh, the way to get this thing to shift is that's your blocker ring, and this is your slider, and this is like the basic premise of you know for shifting any manual, right? Mm -hmm. But this slider is is got your fork on it, whatever. When you go to select a gear, you're actually just sliding that gotcha. on, and you're mm -hmm. connecting the gear through Sweet. the slider to a hub that's on a shaft. So you're, this part isn't what, like everybody thinks like this is what is like the main driven, like it's just the edges of the gear. Well, you're actually translating it through this engagement plate here. That's what translates and a hundred percent of your power. And it's just this. It's going through those little teeth, basically. Going through those little teeth, through these crappy little welds to the hub, to the shaft, and out. Like, that's it. God, that's amazing. And then when you, like, start talking, you know, when you get into overdrive to your sixth gear, like, that's how big the weld is. Like, it's teeny tiny. That translates 100% of your... Your power. 1,500 foot-pounds of torque or whatever. This is actually a, another cryo-treated, micro-polished. And then um, what we do to solve that problem, uh, we actually weld that engagement plate. Um I can weld pretty good, but I'm not this good. Uh, so we take these to a guy named Nate, uh, who has um, his his business is called uh, Pierce Metal Fabrication in Spokane. Mm -hmm. Dude is an absolute ninja. <clears throat> like he he lays dimes, and we haven't broken one of his welds yet. Um, but God, if you don't that's... do that, like this can happen. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Like you'll you'll break them. You'll break the engagement plate right off. If that's not supposed to do that, it's not yeah, supposed to. That do is that crazy. Now. So but all the power is just getting transmitted through these small, tiny teeth. Yeah, <laughs> that's with, crazy. With a collar. With a collar. That's yeah. yeah. This this is responsible for translating everything, all all of the power. Damn. It goes in input shaft down to the counter shaft up to whatever gear you're in, and out. So you're wow. There's like you got two shafts that are trying to splay outward and like it's a recipe for disaster. It <laughs> sounds like a lot of chaos happening yeah. in yeah. there. If you if you don't set it up right, these things go kaboom really quick. Yeah. Like so it's it's very important. Um but yeah, you I mean it's it's kind of crazy um how it works, but like when there's fluid between this synchronizer and the the blocker ring, um the gear is always in constant mesh with the counter shaft. So this is always spinning uh, with the gear, and this is always spinning with the shaft. So there are two different speeds. And so to get it to shift, um, these things will actually, it's going to be impossible for me to show this on camera, but the teeth of this one are going to be pointing straight at the teeth of this one. Mm -hmm. So when you go to actually shift, you're pushing this down onto that synchronizer uh, friction cone there. And then at some point with the... God, and then I'll start creating friction to speed up the other one. Creates friction. They'll eventually lock together. And then you'll notice that there's, when it's actually on the gear, there's a little bit of stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So when these are actually locked at the same speed, this will actually kick back, allow the slider to pass through. And this is now locked onto that All gear just down. like that. Wow. That's how a gear shift happens. And it, it happened like super quick, super fast, you know, you know, as fast as you can throw the handle. Mm -hmm. And you go from one to the other, and then you go to the next hub for your next gear. and As fast as you can throw without forcing it and using the wrong lube. Yeah. Yeah. Facts well, I can totally life. see how using the wrong lubricant could, you know, especially with the friction material, <clears throat> could just wipe those things out quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... You know, with these massive gears, everybody thinks, we, oh, we got to run like a really heavy gear oil, like a like a fifty weight or whatever. And you can, but like the more viscous—I don't know if that's the right term. I'm not a scientist. I'm no doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. What's the what's the term for like thicker? It'd be harder to displace between these two when well, you need friction. More viscosity <clears throat> is thinner. The the higher the or the lower the the viscosity yeah. like the five and the five W thirty the five is a lower viscosity yeah but so heavier so a more viscous is that more right viscous, yeah. yeah yeah a heavier fluid is harder to displace between this friction cone and this blocker ring so when guys want to run a SAE fifty or whatever um, in their G fifty six to quiet down that damn rattle and tractor thing noise they got going on. Um, They'll say it's really hard to shift when it's cold, or it's just generally slower to shift most times. It's because you're displacing a much heavier fluid between these two. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of your give and take. Like if you if the shift quality or noise, like which one bugs you more? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you got to pick one. Yeah. Um, now we're getting we're getting there. Like Redline MTL and like the Hotshot Secret and stuff. Those are really good for keeping the keeping the noise down a little bit, but also mm -hmm. don't throw off your shift quality. Um, so we're getting there and fixing that kind of stuff too, but the thinner stuff, the better, just don't use ATF despite what Dodge tells you to, uh, that's, that's no bueno. It's not yeah. good enough. So yeah, let, let's talk about fluids real quick. Cause I know in the, when I asked, there was probably four or five people that mentioned fluids Fluid. specifically. Um, so is there a general statement you can make about manual transmissions and diesels in general, as far as fluid goes, or are they all like unit specific? 
Um, my general statement would be that uh, you cannot go to the auto parts store and get cheap, like high point gear oil and throw it in this and expect it to work well. Mm -hmm. um, they make really nice transmission fluids for these for a reason. You got to use them. Um, like just getting regular 80, 90 and throwing it in here, you're, you're going to hate it. Um, now, I, just because I have to say it because I know people are going to, if you're in a pinch, gets the job done. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. it would it would work. Um, make sure, like, when you start talking about like GL four, GL five kind of stuff, um, you can get some stuff that'll eat brass. So let's so let's not like <laughs> let's not get crazy. I mean, it might be worth just waiting mm -hmm. and getting the right stuff for certain applications. Um, but there's some really good fluids that are like universally. Um, uh, so we, I really, I really like redline fluids. I really, really like redline fluids. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, MT85 is the fluid for an NV4500. And so that's MT manual transmission 85 or MT. I, yeah, that's probably, I mean, that's probably what it's, I don't know. That's okay. the, that's just what the, the name of the oil is from Redline. It's MT85. That is the fluid to use for NV4500s. I, we mandate that our customers use that in our 4500s for their warranty. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, we, we sell it for a good deal so that people can afford it because we really want them to use it. But that's like, the premium thing to use. Don't use anything. Like I'm telling you, just use that. Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a admin on a few transmission groups and every day we see the question, what oil for this? What oil for the 45? What oil? Just Redline MT85, man. Just, just use it. <laughs> the, 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 the legit fluid, like from Chrysler or whatever is no longer available. So Dodge will tell you to throw ATF plus four in there. Don't, don't, don't do that. 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 one of the first questions. Why not use ATF in these manuals? Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that was Wyatt that said yeah, that. Yeah, that was Wyatt. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait, is that, is that your that's, Wyatt? That's the Wyatt, yeah. He's, so that's, uh, that's your friend fucking you over in this post? No, he didn't fuck me over. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good talking point because this yeah. is really important. This is something that we always answered. Um, he's a freaking genius, and he, he was like the 4,500 guy. Um, mm. And, you know, he... We always are answering this question, like, what fluid? What fluid? And why not this? Why not that? People just listened. You know, they don't <laughs> just, ever do that, but if they did, I so promise. So, takeaway, if you have an NV4500. MT85. MT that Mary Tom 85 from Redline. Yes. That yeah. is the perfect fluid. There are, like, I'm sure, I, I think Amsoil, I don't know, I don't deal with Amsoil, um, but uh, I'm uh, I'm sure there's other stuff that's, that's okay by somebody. Um, I think you can still get the right stuff from some GM dealers, but it's not worth it. Just go get red. It's a good synthetic. You can leave in there for a long time. And, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the best choice past that. When we start getting into six speeds, I really like Redline MTL, um, for every, for the NV5600, G56, um, ZF6. MTL is really, it's like just a step above ATF. So it's really thin and it really helps like. When you go to do this shift, it's a very, very thin, but very premium synthetic fluid. It gets out of the way, so you can shift really quick. Um, it's really, really good. Uh, I really try to push guys to that. There is there is an option, um, like an alternative, if you don't want to spend like $200 on a fluid change, right? I mean, that's a lot. Um, Pennzoil Synchromesh is another really good alternative. Really? Pennzoil? Yeah, it's. I'm like anti Pennzoil on everything. Yeah, don't be. <laughs> not don't. for not for. Uh, not for that particular one. Yeah, okay. um, it's kind of. Uh, it's. I have like a really nice like. 
account, like with an oil distributor, right? And I mm-hmm. get really good price. What's funny is that AutoZone sells that to for the same price as like I can get from my with my nice account, right? <laughs> it's like nine ninety nine a quart for Pennzoil Synchromesh. Wow. And Pennzoil Synchromesh, it's not a synthetic; it's a conventional, but it's butter smooth on uh, NV5600. We built one for Wyatt and we decided to just try that fluid in a 4500 with our synchronizers and it worked great for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, we can't vouch for factory synchros if that's compatible, so don't do that and don't blame me if you do. <laughs> um, as far as uh, recommended changing of oil on these transmissions, if you're running like a, a high quality oil, like what would you... What would you say would be a good yeah. service time? Um, it so it's not like changing the oil in your car because like in your in your diesel or your car or whatever there's a ton of contaminants in your oil like there's a combustion event taking place. If your transmission's set up right, the only um, the only contaminants, if you want to call it that, are like the the very minor shavings from your synchronizer every time you shift, like and it's super minor. Um, but that's about it. If you go with a carbon fiber, it's even less like uh, intrusive than. Do you have? Like you, a and you said you have a carbon fiber one here. Do you yeah, have one here? Yeah, yeah. I want to see that because I am honestly yeah. astonished on the. Yeah, it's it's that one sitting there by that. Can you grab that cooler too? Yeah. Yeah. I am honestly astonished with the um, like just looking at this. I mean, the copper section of it is like super small. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is. Oh, wow. So oh, this is. Uh, that is. Okay. Yeah. That feels like. Yeah. Like that would last longer. It's amazing yeah. that you can, you can make that work the way it needs to while still feeling that gritty. Yeah. They, wow. and they work, they work fantastic. They work so good. Um, carbon in, fiber. in a, carbon fiber. In a 5600, um, we, we found like that mixed with an MTL, uh, like it's, man, it's just, but I love it. It's so good. Uh, like fresh out, like with a fresh rebuild, you'll throw, Shit. you'll throw, you know, MTL and, you know, you have to soak these in MTL before you build it. But then like, even before the break-in period's over, before that fiber ring has like seated in the blocker ring, it shifts delightful. It's wonderful. Is there like a break-in period for like the carbon fiber? Like it's like you want to like take it easy until you... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, um, it's kind of just like, you know, brake pads and a brake rotor, right? Like they're going to, you know, these, especially if you reuse this blocker ring, which, you know, you frequently do unless there's damage, you know, you can see it's kind of like I go through yeah. and I, on every build, I, I go through and I scuff these and put a nice cross, cross hatch on them um, to help kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so there is like a little bit of like a adaptation period where, you know, if you're not using a new one, this synchronizer will kind of fall in love. It's not dramatic. It's not huge. It's not like, you know, if you have a really worn brake rotor. Um, but yeah, there uh, generally after like 1,500 to 2,000 miles, you'll, you'll notice it'll shift considerably, but be- not considerably. Um, it'll shift better. Better. Um, with, with these, you'll notice the brake in a little bit more. Um, but it just shifts like shit anyway, so I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I don't like them. Um, the only I built an experimental transmission for my own truck, and I used all used synchros, just to kind of try to mimic like what an old transmission would feel like. Um, and then one customer specifically requested these. Those are the only two I've ever built with brass. You know, minus you know a 
professionally speaking, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate they just they don't measure up. I don't like them. So um, yeah, for every, for all the six speeds, I really like Redline MTL like a lot. Um, ZF6 guys, you, you know, they'll even say it's you know it improves their shift quality a little bit. G56 is it's great. The the Hot Shots really seems to be making a splash in the G56 game. Um, and it's uh, they're saying that that's still a light fluid, but it is still quieting all that gear rollover, which is the big problem. Is it true know? that you're supposed to like overfill those by like a quart and a half or a quarter or something like that? Yeah, pretty much all of these you're gonna overfill. Um, I'm not so concerned about a ZF6, but um, the a G50. Um, I should have brought. That's a that's a very good point. So I'll segue into that. These things are really beneficial because you can fill them from the top. Um, I actually got this from you guys. Um, but, uh, it's got a, it's got a port on top and a port on bottom. You can overfill through these. There's, um, there's a company that sells on eBay. That's TDS is their name. They make a PTO cover that has a fill port way up here, like really high. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the fill level for six quarts, uh, on a 5,600 or, you know, whatever. Um, otherwise you just got to go through the shift tower, which is a huge pain in the ass. But I remember when Ash did his, yeah, he was like, I'm so happy with the result, but fuck doing that. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks a lot. But yeah. uh, with a good premium fluid, you know, depending on how much you're driving, um, you know, I tell guys like just, just if you drive a lot, budget for an like every Christmas, give your truck a Christmas present, put some Redline MTL in it, and you're gonna or whatever the MT85, just give it a Christmas present, and it will last you forever. Like, take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and. The more you change your fluid, the less like crazy deposits you're gonna get. Like your bell, hu- like on MV5600, the bell housings just get packed with this schmutz. It's like you know, um, it's almost like an anisees. It's like a gray matter. And the more you change your fluid, the more you can flush that out, um, which will only help you. Um, it'll it'll clog like oil passages and stuff. Like in the MV5600, the the countershaft is hollow, and it actually feeds through the bell housing down through a port in here and then out for the needle bearings for third and fourth gear mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of cool um but those those little ports will be full of just shit and yes. rtv don't god stop using the whole tube god, it drives me crazy <laughs> it's got it's got a cap yeah it's got a cap. uh yeah that's actually the most common plugger upper is rtv and those things um but yeah the six six quarts and then five quarts for the mv4500 that's like the the recipe now those fast coolers, I'm gonna say it, but when I first like we saw these, on, got them on the website, yeah. I kind of thought they were a little gimmicky, yeah, like kind of a. But do they actually? A little I mean, bit help. I mean, is that a little bit? It's uh, it's the main benefit isn't actually the cooling. It does help cool things like yeah. a little bit. A lot of guys are gonna be like, um, well, I put the fast coolers on and I'm reading 30 degrees cooler. And yeah, you might be, but your only um, your only place for a temperature port was like on a PTO, like through the actual PTO <laughs> cooler itself into the center of the transmission. Now you're taking a temperature reading at the outside of a heat sink. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, there's a little bit of like variance there because of where you're taking the temperature reading. But you can get two more, another half gallon of fluid with these. So it keeps your fluid nicer. Mm-hmm. Um if you do end up contaminating with a bunch of brass from your synchros, having an extra half gallon of oil in there really kind of helps keep the whole keeps keeps the soup 
keeps everything a happy. little bit nicer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same idea with a deep pan and automatic transmission. Right, you exactly. Have, it's more fluid. You got to heat it up. It's more fluid. You have to work through. Yeah. That's why semis have like nine thousand fucking gallons of sure. everything on there because it just yeah. the more you have, the longer service interval. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is kind of what I was getting at because like a lot of you know a lot of guys, it's it, it seems like it's it's easier for them to. If they have an automatic, like, okay, I would put money into this automatic Mm -hmm. to make it better. Well, it's like, and guys with manuals, like, they don't really, I mean, other than a clutch, like, they don't really do anything other to make their manual better. So if it, that's why I asked that question on it. So if it is, you know, beneficial as far as even if it's just for more fluid, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, put a little bit of money in your manual transmission on top of a clutch. Like, Well, not only is it beneficial for more fluid, but beneficial as far as being able to fill that extra fill cork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like in, like mm-hmm. hearing it. So just so you guys know, if you're taking it apart, like in the cab to fill that, you're you're filling it through the shifter, which means you're taking the shifter off, which means there's a lot of room for error with all, like putting the, the ball back in place with the, I mean, I'm going to, the terminology is all fucked up, but like with the, with the gates around, not the gates, but you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah, the, no, it's, that's accurate. The, yeah. the little gates inside you got to put for an MV4500, you got to fit them in there. Yeah. I remember Ashford, when he came back, he's like, dude, I... I knew that that was an issue taking it apart, and I went so meticulously slow. I took pictures, I took notes, I had a paint pen of where everything was, and I put it back, and I still had to redo it three times to get it right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I guess that does really suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you use good fluid and only have to do it once a year, you'll probably get really good at it by year three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the TDS valve, uh, I'm sorry, not valve covers. The TDS side covers are really, really cool. They're, um, a really thick aluminum. They're not this thick, but it's like this, that super convenient. If you don't want to take apart your, um, you know, your shift tower and all that kind of stuff, that's a great option. And, and I have no affiliation to them. I've never talked to that guy. I've just installed a couple from customers and whatnot, but, um, that's, a, that's, that's a fantastic way to go about it. And they're on eBay. I think they're like a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. His he only sells through eBay, I guess. Um, so yeah, these are these are great for that reason. And and for guys that have on the passenger side that are running like a big five inch exhaust or a huge downpipe or whatever, this is really hard to put on if if not impossible sometimes. Um, can I? I yeah. You said it was okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a there's a company that um, will actually sell these that are milled down to an inch and seven eighths. So not not quite half, but. Um, you can get them at Torquing 4x4. Um, they actually mill them down, and so it'll clear a 5-inch exhaust. Even if you got, like, a huge HX40 downpipe or whatever, you could still fit it up in there with the hardware and seal it really nice. Um, so if you've got a big exhaust, you don't have to avoid getting this. Um, a smaller one will add, you know, like, two-thirds of a quart or whatever. And then you can put a full-size one on the other side, and you still got, you know, seven and a half quarts or whatnot in, for a NV5600, and that really makes that first gear bearing happy. So highly, highly recommend these. And dude, uh, straight up shout out Torque King 4x4. Love your website. Love your information. Uh, As I said before, I've ordered stuff from you guys, paid retail, and I'm happy as fuck. Like I freaking love you guys. I'm all about, you know, it's the end. We're in the industry together. There's no reason to make enemies with any of this shit. If you're good, you're good. Yeah. And when it comes to axles, you guys are fucking good. Yeah. Like damn, axles and like. I just started recently using you guys for. Using them for referencing things, so yeah, yeah, and it's, it's it's great, yeah, yeah. Jesse that runs the the billing shop, um, he like if you think of some obscure piece for whatever Dana Axle or whatever, he'll be like, oh yeah, that's the, you know, rattle off some number. He'll take you exactly to where it's at, and I'll show you like he's a whiz, and he is a super super cool dude, and also a marine. 
Hell yeah. Um, he's very, those guys are great. And their YouTube is super tech heavy. So if you have any questions about like um, assembling stuff or disassembling stuff, um, they do step-by-steps. Like that's their thing. I watched some of their videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we had the F450 and I had, I <clears throat> picked apart their website on that S110 in the back. Yeah. S110? SR110? S110. That big giant thing? Yeah. That thing is awesome. That's a big fucking axle. It is awesome. Yeah. The, the back of the 450? Yeah. I thought it was an M300. It's a... No, uh, the the 60 that we have. Oh. Oh, I have. gotcha, Sorry. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, that thing gotcha. Was, yeah, I, I was super green going into it. I was like, oh, it's yeah. a big axle, whatever. And I was like, I, I tore apart their website for probably three nights in a row, <laughs> just learning everything I could. I will say, though... The audio on our podcast is much better. Get some better <laughs> microphones, Torque 4x4. Shut, hey. Torquing. Torquing, yeah, sorry. Torquing. Uh, shoot me a DM. I'll send you a link to what we have. But you guys have such good information out there. You need better microphones. I promise. Um, if uh, you're at all um, curious about MV5600s or maybe building your own, it's a, it's a, it's quite an animal to tackle, but we did a video with them. It's a two-part build series that's fully in-depth, and we explain the whole power flow and all that kind of stuff. So if you feel like tackling a 5600, um, you can watch those videos. It's like two hours between the two videos. And then we did the install video, and then we did a whole podcast about the tech of it. Um, so you can go there and learn like all kinds of crap about these and see if you want to actually tackle it yourself or not. And my shop phone is always on me, and I answer questions all the time. I'm happy to do it. Anybody that gets stuck, um, you know, I can walk you through it. Generally speaking, I can walk you through it. I do that quite a bit. Yeah. That's cool. We actually got an email today um, thanking us for free advice. Yeah. And the guy even said, he's like, not a lot of people are willing to, you know, do that. He's like, well, thank you. And I think. You know, like, I'm glad you do that for manual transmissions. And, you know, we try to do the same thing, you mm-hmm. know, because, I mean, you're just building your building your customer base because, yeah. you know, you're building trust with them. Well, I mean, it's 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 good for like, yeah, it would it would be easy for me to say, no, just bring it to me or I'm not helping you. Like, yeah, yeah for me, that would be beneficial, maybe if they decide to do it. But it's not what's good for the industry. Yeah. And the way that we get better parts that don't do shit like this is by having more consumers, like more guys that are getting into it, more guys that are replacing their own stuff at a higher volume to create a demand to get better shit. There is no, yeah. there's no billet anything for an NV5600. Um, there was, I think Hazley Machine made a made a billet input for 4500, but there's nothing, there's nothing else. Yeah. And the only way we can change that is by making this like way more common, like guys fixing their own stuff, a higher demand, like put some pressure on the industry to create some really good stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I well, think that that is right around the corner. Like me and you were talking about before when we were, we we're talking about having you on the podcast too, is the, so there's the whole like diesel truck idea that like, Oh, automatic transmission, you know, okay. It's got 150, It's got 200 on it. Oh, that transmission is going to go anytime soon. It needs to be rebuilt. It's a common thing. And I'm not saying manual transmissions last always longer, but they tend to be a bit more robust a bit longer yeah. like you can you can limp a manual transmission that's just worn out with synchros well, for yeah, quite a while especially a guy that knows how to shift and isn't yeah. like riding the you know just leaving his foot on the clutch pedal or but you know <laughs> a lot of these trucks now and we're talking about early 2000s trucks they're coming up on like the 270 3 330 yeah. 350 where it's like i do actually want to keep this truck but now we're starting to get to the point where like i do need a manual transmission rebuilt like it's 
it's gone through its pace. It's it's yeah. it's not necessarily because it's bad. It's just it's got time on it. It's got miles on it. Yeah. Now it's time to rebuild it. So I do think that personally, the the manual industry, the manual transmission industry part of it is going to start getting better. There should be yeah. some more customer support. Obviously, I'm not a genius, so yeah. And right. Ram, bring back the manual, bring, damn it! You, know, you see, it, full sends diesel, full send diesels manual conversion fifth gen they did. I I, I did and didn't it like break down immediately. I don't know if it just broke down immediately, Andrew, but I know? tell you what, right now that freaking truck was so yeah. beautiful. Did you ever see it? I, I didn't follow it. No, dude, pull that up. On uh, I think it's probably on their Facebook page. I think it's on their website too. It is absolutely gorgeous. Like it is. What did they swap into it? Uh, G uh, G fifty six. But okay. it's like the way that they did the shifter and everything in the console is amazing. So I the the only one that I know of that I saw was a uh, uh, Gabe Ferrella or that that dude. He's got like the giant root beer brown forward on like 46s yeah. or whatever he had a manual swapped fifth gen and it was like i, I came across his, i don't follow him i know of i don't him, know it might be the I came same across his video and it was like it was a white one they had the shifter coming through the column it was nice and his like first expedition out towing with it <laughs> just fucking dropped it really yeah um i i can't remember if this truck was white or not it might be the same truck uh but it's a it is yeah is it that truck the mega cab you just take it back uh, click on that I just wanted to yeah, that, that, yeah. that I threw it in there. Ben oh, just, oh, oh, gotcha. Ben just doesn't breathe well. Okay. I guess not. Dude, I'm an asshole. Like the, um, Good Lord. Obviously, the build on the truck, not my style. Yeah. Those wheels are gay as shit. Oh, yeah, that's um, it. That is it, huh? Yeah. But I tell you what, the the, the way that they fitted it to the it awesome. console is amazing. Yeah. So I, I believe it... Uh, I didn't actually see the, the rebuttal of it, like what actually went wrong. Huh. I don't know. But... The what? I did watch the video where it failed, and honestly, it looked like it was a um, well, go down, go down. Yeah, it was a console. In, the mo- in the most positive way possible. Like, look at that console, yeah. like a little wow. short shifter. That is just gorgeous. Out. Wow, I like the leather, yeah, right? Yeah. Cool, that's like the most wow. anti diesel shifter ever. Yeah, it really is. I know, it's, it's like so, diesels it's are known for having like <laughs> that's well, in my that's that belongs in a Nissan or something, yeah, but it's it, gorgeous. It's got some alligator or some ostrich. I don't know what that is. It's like King Range leather. <laughs> yeah. Is that like barbed wire? It's no. It's like it's like some sort of like no, scratchy on, on the black. Yeah, I know. Like that's what I'm saying. That's like some sort of like like etching like or etching. Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> or it's just scratched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, pretty freaking cool. Because hmm. it was funny. Like yeah. this came out. There that article dropped like right. I don't know if it was before or right after. I think it was right after we had the podcast where we're like, Ram needs to bring back a manual transmission. Yeah. They obviously can't figure out an automatic, so just bring back the manual and make everybody happy. Well, and, and they, <laughs> they refuse to actually put, you know, everybody else is a 10 speed. Yeah. You're still sitting at six. Yes. Yeah, just... like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, they're, like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, we, we, we all know, like, I, I'm a realist when it comes to this kind of stuff. An inline six, Cummins, great fucking engine. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm a four guy. It's a great fucking engine. Mm-hmm. I get it. It works hard. It makes a lot of torque. You know, it, it is a torque monster as far as that's concerned. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's a fucking tractor engine. But it is. It makes a torque <laughs> well, monster. <laughs> Whatever freaking box of bolts over there. Yeah. It, it, it's, they're polished bolts, okay? Yeah. There's anti-season like, all of them. Yeah. It's fine, okay? Uh, Speaking of Fords, uh, ZF5, ZF6 guys. 
Have you ventured into any ZF stuff? Yeah. I love ZF6s, like a lot. <clears throat> the ZF6 is so much different than the other two. Um, so there's there's two huge benefits. Well, is it distinguished? Yeah. Um, so it's the, a gentleman. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Uh, it has a center support, which is, oh. you know, we were talking about that deflection yeah, of yeah. when there's in play. So they have that center support, which holds those shafts. So like the capability to like deflect and, you know, move your tooth contact is like virtually zero, mm -hmm. which is huge. That's like the biggest benefit. Um, the second is that it has an oil, well, the Ford version has an oil pump. The, dirt, the GM versions don't. But it has an oil pump, so you can run it to a cooler and keep nice, cool oil in there, which is, number one, hugely beneficial just to keep all the components cool. But if you can regulate the temperature on an aluminum case transmission, your aluminum case is going to expand less, uh, which won't fuck with your end play. Um, so, like, with G56s. Stairs at G56s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, well, I mean, you have to, like, preload those a little bit to keep them to, to, to make them live. Um, because the case expands and, you know, the factory calls for zero end play, zero preload. And so when it expands, it's supposed to have a couple of thousands end play. Well, after, you know, when you, when you set up a, you know, a, an input main, you know, like the common two part main input setup, uh, your end play will grow over time a little bit because there's three points of contact. It just happens. So you're... <clears throat> Your zero preload, zero end play actually becomes a bit of end play, you know, a couple thousands. And then when it expands, it's even more. And you have this crazy splaying action, and that's when you start breaking teeth uh, or breaking the case or something, you know. Um, if you can keep your fluid really cool and circulate it, your case isn't going to expand so much. And so with that center support, like that thing is just super well engineered. It has a much steeper helix angle than the 5600, so it's like... It's quiet and smooth and all that kind of stuff. I really like them, um, but they come in Fords, so <laughs> there's that whole engine. There's thing. that whole like <laughs> problem of the package. So what you're saying is you don't have issues with gears blowing out because they're making too much power. Well, I don't. Like I don't see a whole lot of ZF6s because Fords can't make it all the way out to my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not making enough power to blow ZF6s up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or it's because they've engineered properly to where the the six O's tend to blow up before they can blow up the ZF6. Z yeah, ZF6s are are phenomenal transmissions. I really like them a lot. So does a ZF5 not have that center support? Uh, I have never torn into a ZF5 ever. I have okay. not, not once ever. <laughs> I have had probably a hundred emails about ZF5s and not one person has ever sent it sent one to me. Whoa, Someone ever. take up Andrew and get a ZF5 <laughs> yeah, in his hands. I would love to. Uh, <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's, you know, it's a Ford, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, their money's green and they're dumb. Yeah. All right. I really like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Dick. <laughs> the, only, the only piece of carnage we didn't get to, I, I did want to show it, but this is the first gear on a 5600. And you can see the, the needle bearings. The bearing inside is at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> um, and the washer has welded itself to the to the gear and the race. Um, that's pretty cool. That's uh, that's what happens when you don't put the proper amount of oil in it or when it gets too hot. And that's um, the, the the topic of the keeping the oil cool um, on the ZF6 made me think about that. But um, yeah, no, I really like ZF6s. I really um, 
my preference is definitely the NV5600, but obviously it's coming specific. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, I, I mean, I want to say it's like my bread and butter, but that's like my main jam. Um, and I chose on my on that blue truck that I brought to Boys, boys Weekend, it's actually getting a G56 case. Um, which somebody asked about, and I posted a picture of it in the in the group. Um, they were talking about flexion of the case. Mm-hmm. They make a um, they make a heavy duty case for the G fifty six. But oh my god, hold on to your fucking wallet. <laughs> <laughs> um, heavy duty case. How much is that thing? Yeah, five With, grand. No, not no no no. no here, <laughs> can you show them? It's just the front half. Oh. Um, oh, gotcha. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So it's a lot. Of, you can see around the Was front. That cast with scars yeah. for reference. Yeah, that's uh, that's some proper twelve right there. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's my transmission, so I figured I could drink while building it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That that right there is about twenty five hundred bucks, depending on where you get it. And that's just the, uh, just the case. I with. mean, I'm. I'm in the automatic transmission world, you're not off, man. <laughs> yeah, but like after that, then you have to repair everything that's on the inside. Yeah. I mean, G56s are a little bit, finding parts is a little bit weird for them. Um, you can, it's just not quite as plentiful because they're still fairly yeah. new. And there's aftermarket support. I mean, there's a factory support, excuse me. So you've brought up a lot of cryo treating, and we've talked about it yeah. way yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As much as much as I know about cryo treating, I know it aligns the grain of the metal. It yeah. makes it better for like bearing surfaces. Uh, yep. It makes it stronger. Yeah, I mean, it, it converts. And I'm going to completely botch this. I am no scientist. I'm yeah. not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, if Wyatt was still with the company, he would be here, but uh, he would be able to explain everything super detailed because he's smart. But it it changes. I think it's magnetite into austenite. Or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. But um, it changes the grain structure and it converts one certain part of the metal. It is more effective to certain types of metal uh, than others. And this type of metal that these gears and shafts are made out of is the least effective for cryo treatment. Really? <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so it doesn't, it doesn't make a huge jump, but it does severely help with wear resistance it just as far as strength is concerned yeah like it doesn't turn this shaft from a 500 horsepower shaft to a thousand horse that's not a thing right this gives you like a 10 15 maybe 20 percent bump if it's set up right maybe and that's just me throwing numbers like i'm you know and for those that don't know cryo treating is essentially they're putting it in a very large freezer that gets very 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 cold yeah, and they, they leave it in there for a while. <laughs> yeah, they, I think it's um, this company drops it to minus 300 degrees and they leave it there for like three days and then they slowly bring it up um, and then they take it out and then they obviously micro polish it to make it really shiny and beautiful. I ended up not being able to use this one. Um, so this is this is a gift to the to the desk. This will be Pierre's bigger brother. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and this this is a six gear with the same treatment. This is going to go in Mitch Korea's uh, two wheel drive. Yeah. He, oh. He's, which which he's also bringing to uh, Gears and Glory. And he's going to be here next week. Yeah. On the podcast. He's yeah. going to be here on Monday. I he he was talking about getting his fifty six or his uh, forty five hundred rebuilt. Nice. I, I swindled him into stepping up finally. <laughs> um, so I'm I had this on the shelf for mine, and then I ended up going with the G fifty six instead. So. We're going to hook him up and build him something pretty sweet. 
I'm not gonna uh, lie, I'm right really up. enjoying the so like Boys Weekend obviously was was an absolute success, but I'm really enjoying the amount of um I, I don't want to say innovators, but there there's in this corner of the country, especially in this corner of the state, yeah, you know, like the stovepipe of Idaho and eastern Washington. Yeah. There is some pretty cool shit happening up here as far as like yeah. Like, and as far as diesel diesel performance goes, diesel products, I mean... But almost, it, it's... I don't want to say it's like the new class, but like, Andrew, if you don't mind asking, how old are you? 36. 36. So we've got a whole bunch of sub-40-year-olds yeah. kind of coming in, bringing up that next innovation of Yeah, bringing, parts. bringing shit to the next level. Yeah. I think I think that's really cool. Yeah, and then after us, is going to go all to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah, first. It's, it's not looking good. Yeah. <laughs> We're the last ones. Yeah. I do think uh, we are going to have to have you on again, but because we didn't even touch on swaps, because we had a lot of questions on swaps, and I do want to talk to you about that because that's something that you're getting into. Yeah. Um, We've done plenty of those. But be before, <clears throat> I think we could do almost a whole episode on swaps, yeah. Yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we uh, round this one out, I do want to talk clutches real quick. Yes. So we, yes. yeah, the, we, we obviously we sell South Bend clutches. We sell Valair. Um, we stock Valair. I mean, I'm sorry. We stock South Bend. We probably sell South Bend like six to one. Six. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is because like, even for me, like when I would talk to customers on the phone, it's like, I, I have nothing against Valair. Like, it's name recognition. It's recognition. name recognition. I've known of South Bend. I've been mm-hmm. selling South Bend. I have friends that have, <clears throat> I had my friend's dad's had South Bend clutches. And everybody yeah. knew it. And just so sorry. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, but as far as clutches, for people that are the, I don't want to say like the average guy, because obviously there, there are people that are going to be the outliers. Making horsepower, clutches are consumables. They're not like it's, I'm talking about the guy. It's like that four or five. 600 ish yep. horsepower range, still daily using the truck, towing with it, daily driving or whatever. Yep. What's your kind of like rendition as far as what you've seen work well for you, what you haven't seen work well? And this is not to like talk shit on anybody else. It's more yeah. so like, what have you found works the best? Um, so I am kind of stupid and I throw, I buy shit to put on my trucks to break or to test before I recommend them and i i don't you belong here my friend yeah i do Sorry. i don't we're I don't. all basically retarded yeah i wanted to do that yeah. uh i i have bought all the clutches out there um and uh it there's a there's a different like category like basic i get a ton of customers that are like uh i have a 12 valve that's got a fuel plate in it or I've got a stock 24 valve with, you know, a fast and an intake or whatever. There's the majority of my customers are are there. And for those, I will 100% of the time, excuse me, uh, I will recommend part number 1947 OKHD for the Dodge guys. That's the single disc, heavy duty, organic South Bend. Mm-hmm. I put those things through hell. They are rated for 425 and 900. And I can personally verify they will hold more than that. Yeah. Was um, that 19... 1947 OK, OK HD. HD. Bam. <clears throat> yeah, so that's an inch and 3.8 input. So basically, if you have an MV4500, that's the clutch you would use if you stepped up to an inch and 3.8 input. Um, which Look at I, that quick ship, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's, I've, I've You're told, welcome. I've told, <laughs> I've had numerous customers like order that here and I come down and pick it up. Your shipping guy in there, he was like, oh, hey, you're on the podcast. I, I know, when you came in, he's like, 
what are you doing? He's like, oh, the podcast. Oh, okay, tight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> he helps me out. Um, yeah, so that's the one I would, I recommend, I recommend for Ancient Three Eights inputs, uh, forty five hundred and the NV fifty six hundred, um, whatever the equivalent is. Um, the only reason I picked that one over Valere is because I've had two of those. I moved my entire family from Western Washington to Eastern Washington, going up you know, like Vantage and going over the, you know, all those passes and stuff like that with horsepower. And when I took that thing off at 20,000 miles, it looked mint, never slipped. It feels wonderful with their upgraded hydraulics and my building, it, they shift fantastic. Um, so I really like that for a single disc. When you start getting up and up in horsepower just a little bit, um, I personally really, really, really love the Valair dual organic quiet model Ooh, yeah. the quiet yes dude they the quiet floater plate. they fucking broke the mold with that thing man it is silent silent i tell you um, so <clears throat> as far as that goes so to i'm gonna throw some names out here i don't mean to name drop or like that but uh lenny was getting ready to go to a sled pull and he is i think one at i don't know if i should say this or not but i'm gonna go ahead and fucking say it one of his trucks actually had like a south bend like logo on the side of it and it was one of those times where he's like it's like my clutch just fucked up. I'm going to a pool like right now on the way out of town. I'm going to fix it at the track. Like, do you have a dual disc for a, whatever he's running, an NV600 or something like that? And I was like, I got a, you know, a dual disc ceramic filler with a quiet filler plate on hand. He's like, I'll be there in six minutes. Yeah. Like, throw it in my truck. I'll figure the funds out later. I was like, all right, cool. And I threw it in there and he, he did it the whole weekend and he came back. He's like, I've been a Southman man for very long. That shit was quiet. Yeah. yeah. That was quiet. I, I was absolutely <clears throat> fucking astonished. Yeah. And the so the and I am not affiliated with Valair in any way. Um I spent my own money on, you know, and, and we've had great luck with both. I've had mm -hmm. great luck with yeah. I've had awesome luck with a, a Valair um single disc Kevlar ceramic. Yeah. yeah. Single disc, yeah. six hundred and thirty seven horsepower. <laughs> I, I <clears throat> excuse me. I drove it for probably at least 50,000 miles at that horsepower. Like, yeah. not 50,000, I would say. Maybe maybe 30,000 miles at that horsepower level. Never had a problem. Mm -hmm. Sold the truck. Guy blew the clutch in like a week. I'm like, you just don't know how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, that is a huge factor in a lot of yeah. things. Um, yeah, so Dan Valance, um, he's that, so that clutch is rated for like, what is it, 550 and 1100? I think the organic, yeah, yeah. The, the, the organic, or, the organic five, I think yeah. something like that, yeah. But Dan Valance has said publicly that he's seen it hold numerous times 800 horsepower on a dyno, and I believe it. And yeah. it is super smooth, engaging. It is silent. I really like those. Um, so for for like a basic dual, when you're like in that medium range, you know, um, I really like those like a lot. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the guys that are doing like the full full ceramic stuff are going with south bend and yeah, the dual you know, ceramic street clutch yeah, yeah uh i actually ended up going with the south bend for this g56 swap i'm doing um that has more to do with the fact that i've just never ran one on a g56 That's truck a good reason yeah like, and yeah. i like i said i like spending my own money to make sure stuff is, well, is a I'm, good combo i'm excited to see how you like that hmm. because we actually had south bend on the podcast and they revamped their like floater plate set up. They did, yeah. Um, it's ver it's so, very weird. Yeah, but. so I I'm curious to see what you what you think yeah. of that as far as the quietness because yeah. I mean since they honestly since they revamped that I mean we had that 18 mm -hmm. our old toe pig and that had the old style and yeah. we haven't 
had another manual since, so we haven't yeah. had like direct, you know, usage of one of their new style yeah. clutches. So well, the with South Bend Duelist too, like we get people that comment on on products all the time or comment on our Facebook stuff. And they're just like, oh, South Bend doing this. They're loud as shit. And you, if I have a chance to call, call my back, I'm like, do you happen to know how? Or will people call in? Like, man, my buddy had a South Bend doing this. He was loud as fuck. Like, like just, sir, do you remember like how old that clutch was? It must have been like five, six years old. Like, I'm going to tell you that there is an inherent, there's a dual disc is always going to be noisier, but Southman yeah. has come a long way from the clutch five mm-hmm. years ago, even seven yeah. years ago. And if you're comparing it with a clutch from 10 years ago, get fucked. Like yeah. that thing, that thing is loud as shit. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. And, and like I said, we, we like both brands. That's why we carry both brands because there's like strictly Valair guys. Like we used to be, we used to only sell Valair. Mm-hmm. That's all we used to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we did not sell South Bend. Then we grabbed South Bend because obviously it's got a big name recognition. And a lot of people love it, but mm-hmm. um, we we sell both, and yeah. it, it they're both good. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. you know it's just like a BD and an ATS transmission. They're they're both good transmissions. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I found that like driving customers' trucks, um, you know, like when I do an install and they have a South Bend dual disc. I've I've always found that I really really like the way that South Bend dual disc clutches shift. Um, you, you got to do some, there's like some prep that you can do, um, to kind of, you know, a dual disc is going to hurt your shift quality, but there's a lot of things that you can do to mitigate that, you know, filing the edges on the inside of your clutch discs is a big thing. I run all of these through like a wire wheel to kind of really polish everything up, uh, on an input shaft, like clean it really good, smooth it out. Um, that, that helps it move a little bit smoother and that really helps the shift quality quite a bit. Um, but when I've done installs on customers' trucks that already had South Bend dual discs, I've they they rattle. They it's just a thing. Whatever. It's you're driving a Cummins. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you could be driving a Power Stroke. You could. Oh dear God. <laughs> yeah, hey. Nightmare now. <laughs> it's two against one. I'm just gonna take every yeah. opportunity I have. To. Take well, it's good. I don't know. But I have found that South Bend's shift great for a dual disc um my valair was a little bit little bit slower but at the same time it was so damn smooth and i had like i was at about the five you know 550 on my 12 valve and i was i never had any like concerns with even towing really heavy like i live on a hay farm i tow like you know i have a gooseneck i got a triple axle like i load it down and not once did that thing ever it doesn't chatter even in reverse like backing up my big gooseneck like Dude, it was like a stock clutch. And with their nice hydraulics, it's very, very smooth. So for dual discs, for the organic, dual organic like crowd, that that middle ground, I really try to push guys to Valair uh, because it's so quiet. Um, I don't get like any customer complaints about the rattle. When you start getting up there and you're starting to, you know, burn some tires and, you know, have some fun with horsepower, the, the street dual disc and then the ceramic start to become the option that mm-hmm. I push people to. So there it's it's definitely tiered and it's definitely stepped and there's like a a good clutch for everybody and there's a really really terrible clutch choice for everybody. Like Tyler's <laughs> got a good story about terrible clutch choices. Like, oh, God, I dude, I get it all I get it all the time. People are always calling uh, me like, "Oh, I hate South Bend. I got their dual ceramic and I'm in a stock truck and I tow, you know, 47,000 pounds every day." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> that's not South Bend's fault. Like, yeah. I had a guy looking into a had a I, it was a Duramax. It was stock, like relatively stock. Like, and uh, he was a he was a foreigner, and 
<laughs> he was looking at a what was it a competition like steel insert flywheel yeah uh freaking centered iron, centered iron. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like hell yeah huge plate load he means business and he's just like 800 pound plate load <laughs> yeah it's just, just something <laughs> outrageous and i'm trying to talk this guy out of this clutch because i know he's going to buy this clutch and he's going to call me back and he's going to absolutely hate it i'm trying to tell him like dude this is a competition clutch and he's just not having what i'm what i'm feeding him i'm just like dude Buy it. At the end of the conversation, I was like, whatever, dude, just buy it. Buy the one you think you need. Because <laughs> I, 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 I'm done trying to convince you that you don't need this race sled pulling clutch that you're like buying. <laughs> yeah. Another one that's um, becoming really common, and I know you guys don't sell it, but um, I'm seeing more and more of it is the Clutch Masters. We sell Clutch Masters. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, I normally just know what I want from um, you guys' to say. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right? We still sell them. Yeah, we do. They come in a briefcase, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Those they're things actually, are packaged really well. They're packaged those, really well. And those things are dope. crazy looking. Yeah. Like, oh, that, crazy like billet aluminum thing. Yeah. yeah. I have never dealt with one. I've never installed one. I've never driven one. But um, there's a guy. I, I added him to our group, the JC, my 12-valve, uh, Jesse. He, he's on the west side. He's got a gnarly truck. He swears by them. Did he used to live over here? I don't I don't know about that. He lives in Enumclaw now, but he's got a really, really badass. Are him and TJ close? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. So th- there was a uh, a guy that I was I would message back and forth on pretty consistently on Instagram for a while. He dropped off the face of the planet for a little while that had 12 valve that he was building. Yeah. And it was super clean. Mm, Second guy, 12 valve. This guy's pretty present. Okay. He's got a ton of followers, like way right. more than me. Um, he, uh, yeah, he swears by those things. He's just up and down. And I'm really... I really want to get my hands on. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give it a whirl. Um, I it, it seemed like when we first started selling them, we had a couple of little. I don't know if they're because I know they're relatively new to the diesel world when we first started selling them. Yeah, they weren't new to the clutch world by any means. No, but they yeah, were but new for to the diesel, diesel market, there yeah. was a couple little things that we ran into with them that I, I I'm sure they've ironed out by now. I don't know if you guys still get calls on them, but. Um, we had a former employee that that had one in his truck, and I, it held right. I remember when we I, got it, and we all unboxed it. We're yeah. like, we're like kids. Like, Damn! Don't even want to put this in. We can't even see it. Wow! It's I want like, a see-through bell housing. Yeah, you want a clear bell housing to stare at it all the time. Um, another one that I know for a fact, you guys. Don't <laughs> I know for a fact you don't sell. No, uh, <laughs> Center Force actually. Yeah. Center Force is not a joke. Uh, Wyatt's truck still has a single disc center force and it put down those numbers and it's never slipped pretty heavy, pretty heavy pedal. Like mm-hmm. we, we drove that to building to torquing for one of the times we did a video there and we took his truck and I drove it and I was like, good God, Ooh, <laughs> like this is a lot. Like, but I, I wouldn't be so because I believe center is no center center force isn't owned by Holly. I can check. Yeah. Because there's be. Hayes clutches. Holly kind of owns everybody. Holly they owns have, a lot of people. They, 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 they are killing. Yeah, like they are they, growing. They will. Because yeah, we, we added huge. the Hayes clutches. Um, we have some Hayes clutches on the site. Um, yeah, I think uh, Centerfort and Wyatt would know the number, but they rate their single disc. It's like. 1247 foot pounds of torque is what it's rated to. <laughs> so, you know, like, 48, get fucked. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're going to add a decimal point in there, too? Yeah. <laughs> like, how precise That's, are you going to try to that get? That is awfully <laughs> specific. But I can tell you what, that thing holds Wyatt's power. And he's, again, since that dyno pull, he went to 
stepped up a size and went through dynamite injectors and a bigger turbo, and it's still holding just fine. I'm going to be that guy right now, and i got to freaking pee. Oh, we get to talk music then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was hoping for. It's going to get loud. Corey, swing that mic so you can talk. <laughs> so one of my favorite things is that... Uh, so when we first started talking music, me and Corey were like, I guarantee you no one gives a fuck if we're talking about music or something like that. Not and true. then we started getting Facebook comments. Yeah. And yeah. Other, other people were like, dude, like you were like, some of my favorite parts of the podcast when you guys didn't talk <laughs> music. So let's talk music. New Corey. Sleep Token album. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. Have I've, you have I've, you heard them? I ha- Well, besides the thing that you guys sent me, um, I haven't listened, but you're like... You guys, somebody else recommended it to me and said it was just amazing. Oh, it's crazy. So, so like, uh, Sleep Token, number one favorite song, Granite, 100% listen to it. The one that's always, that's super popular, The Summoning, that's super popular. The one that just recently came out, the Take Me Back uh, to Eden. Take Me Back to Eden, yeah. Um, and the uh, my probably my second favorite song from is Vor. So mm. they tend to be pretty- Vor is crazy. Vor is crazy. So they, te- they, they are uh, heavy on the electronic, but also high production metal. Um, and Vor, they, they they go back and forth. They have songs where you won't hear double bass, you won't hear metal at all. Hmm. It sounds like almost like a top forty song. But then they have songs like Vor, which are like within the first ten seconds, it's just fuck your face. <laughs> they love it. They have done an excellent job in blending so many genres into one album. Yes, that it is absolutely unheard of. Yeah, I would recommend on, on your drive home, unless you have something else to listen to besides America Diesel Podcast, because uh, it is Thursday and a new episode just came out. Um, I'm but, all I'm all caught up. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would I would recommend the yeah mm. if you're on like Pandora or Spotify or something like that, the Vor from beginning to end, bangers. If you're looking for a selection on there, uh, uh, the yeah the, the album's called Vor, isn't it? No, the album's Take Me Back to Eden. The album's Take Me Back to Eden. The song Vor and Take Me Back to Eden, both good. Uh, still my favorite hands-down song from them ever, Granite. Hmm. Love Granite. All right. Yeah. That'll be the trip home then. What is, uh, since Tyler's almost <clears throat> back now, uh, do you have a, I know it's hard to narrow, always narrow down to a, a favorite, but do you have like a top three, top five? Um. So last night, I work like way into the night. Uh, last night, I'm on a huge Gideon kick right now. Fucking Gideon I, gets it. I love Gideon. I love their early the um pulling teeth is like my favorite song on the planet. Like mm-hmm. when they have that like hard hitting breakdown, I'm like ah, throwing wrenches and yep. shit. Like <laughs> woo. Um <laughs> let's see. I really like Thousand Below. They're a little bit they're I not... just saw them. You did? With uh Crown the Empire and Oh, I love Crown the Empire. Yeah, great show. Crown the Empire puts on one hell of a fucking display. Yeah. That guy is like twirling around all over the place. That's I love crazy. that song. You do. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> adult, the adults are talking. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. You guys are talking about a whole band, and I'm like, I love that song. <laughs> I, I like them, man. I I think they're great. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. I think Wise Men's Fear. I think I was listening to the other day. Um. I've never heard of that. I will. Literally, I listen to it on my own. I like it's a little, it's a little different, but it's not, it. They're they're good. Wise man's fear. Wise man's fear. Yeah, okay. wise man's fear. Um, let's see. They're kind. Of, they remind me a lot of Periphery. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. I can't get them in. I, I just I can't get into Periphery. Periphery's quite yet. hard, man, because they're like you'll pick one song, you'll be like, oh, that's garbage, and then like another song will come in on your like Spotify playlist, and you'll be like, oh my god, that's incredible. It's like, I like the, it's so the, different. the song with Chino. I like it, 
That's Polyphia. Polyphia. God damn, these two songs are right. They're like right next to each other. So Polyphia, I definitely can't get into. Periphery, I think I can. Yeah, I'm just waiting. I, I've been telling him about bands for so long. Get him. Like well, well, he, he was we'll like, get him. He we'll was get telling him. me about Bring Me the Horizon. Like I need to get onto their band. Like and like I I literally own one of their albums on iTunes. I just I didn't actually know their entire discography. And he was getting me on them for like a year. And then I finally listened to it from beginning to the end. I was like, dude, I fucking get it. It's so good. I can't stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, another good, another good staple. Uh, August burns red. When yep. I when I need like my blood pumping, I'll put on constellations and shit's gonna get done. Okay, now before we let Tyra back in the con- conversation, uh, <clears throat> what is your favorite band that is like a, a total deviation from the normal music you listen to? City and Color. Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> this guy. This guy knows what's up. <laughs> I have no idea why. He's the old, um, what is it? Anna's okay? Is that? Alexis on, Alexis on fire. Yeah. He was I the old singer. Alexis. I, oh, man. It's That's a throw. That's a fire. throwback. Okay. His name is Dallas Green and Dallas, he, city and color. Uh-huh. He, he started a solo career and called it that. And it's super soft, super indie, like touchy feely. <laughs> it's like yeah it's i think it's farther into the realm Your of hippie body is <laughs> okay it's not that bad it's not that bad <laughs> but uh i really like that dude like when you want a chill vibe he's he can sing and he can play and it's just a good time uh but and they you put can, on a great live show very very good show the problem is like you can't really like get anything done when you're listening to it because it'll just like chill you crying. out not because you're crying. Well, you might. I don't know. Yeah, you want to like sit back and you know chill. It's not like a get your blood pumping thing. It's you know when you're driving and you're, it's a get your emotions pumping. Yeah, get your yeah get the emotions flowing. <laughs> work up no those work up those about. tears. Yeah. That's, God, that's I haven't a heard Alexis on fire. Like I actually think Tyler would enjoy seeing color. You know what? Yeah. If like he's he, he can be kind of bluesy and it's really good yes. and. You know, the new album is yeah. yeah, I haven't done, I haven't, I haven't dived too much into that one. The uh, it's the album it has like a feather. Is it? A, it's I don't know. It's like all different colors. And, uh, With like the traditional tattoo looking. Yes, that one. With like coming home. And, That's the one. Yeah. That's the album I really like. Ah, Corey, you're like an encyclopedia of freaking music. Yes. <laughs> so the, the the best part is like before I met Corey. I was that. I was. Yeah. I thought I was the only person that, and he is further into it than I am. Yeah. And then my music is. My this is my musical. Oh, like, I, it's I, like I, hey, hey, have you heard uh, Country Boy song. Can't Survive? No. Say, hey, Junior, have you heard it? No. Have you heard it? I don't, I don't even know, know that. I'll be like, have you heard that one song? It kind of, you know, da, 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 you know, you know what I'm talking about. That song. I, got, uh, I do. I got it just from that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you don't need Shazam. You get Corey. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You say Corey uh, just an audio track of you on. Hey, it is like, oh yeah, it's this song. It's like Bubble Pirates, <laughs> yeah. 1999, second album, yeah. third track, <laughs> third track, secret, secret album, third you, track. You know how yeah. they actually came up with that song? Yeah. <laughs> you do need your own microphone, man. Yeah. We need like. We need so usually when it's just me and him, the third yeah. mic is over on Corey's. Yeah, we only have, yeah. we have three right now. Sorry, I stole it. That's fine. <clears throat> but uh, I think we're gonna get ready to wrap this guy up because we're about an hour and a half into this one uh, Andrew it's been an absolute absolute fucking pleasure having you on absolutely uh, thank for, you very much for having me I'm for humbled. those of you that want to know more about swaps we are going to figure out a date to have Andrew on again to, to talk 
more in depth on swaps in general because i think you're doing a lot of cool stuff right now yeah um and then i will also uh, open up on the facebook page again if people have more questions because i think we yeah. we tackled a good a good segment on clutches we tackled a good segment on fluid because those are those are the two most popular questions period on yeah. there um and then we did talk about zf5 and zf6 a little bit there um cory you didn't talk about his favorite glizzy fuck i promised someone that i would have <clears throat> you promised wyatt i think F- fucking fucker. Wyatt, dude. Okay, first, so Wyatt's the 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 air air. Wyatt, the origin, the Wyatt, one of the you founders. Motherfucker. From one air guy to another. Yeah, you you're a sneaky son of a bitch, and I like you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, you were at Boys Weekend, and uh, things happened at Boys Weekend. Things, there were there were things uh, happened. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite type of glizzy, dog? That's easy. <clears throat> um. The first batch you were making, there was like a cheddar brat just exploded in my mouth. Fantastic. I would have put you for a Polish guy. They the weren't Pol- bad. Those they weren't Polish bad. dogs, I tell you they what. They weren't bad. <laughs> so I, I made, there, there was three hot dogs on the grill going on that time. So first of all, I just want to, I want to paint a picture, you guys. So everybody showed up on Friday. When we got there, it was pouring down rain. Yeah. We barely had a fire going because we didn't have enough firewood yet <laughs> quite yet because the sales guys here got off at six and some of them took a little while to get down here. And... I think you were you the last one to show up on Friday. I was, yeah. Or were you the second last? I think Peyton showed up after you. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, you're yeah. right. Peyton Actually, was last. Yeah, he, yeah. Showed up, was last. he showed up like yeah. really late. So P- Peyton was the one bringing the firewood from no, here. No, 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 no. Mark. Oh, Mark. Yeah, Mark came with all the pallets and everything. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, Peyton was bringing more. Yeah. Uh, but then, so Andrew, you know, tricks on down the road on the little dirt path. Ron was it was third gen, just absolutely chalked, fucking full of rounds. Yeah. Absolutely to the brim, and. Hell yeah. uh, we had no concept of what time it was because rain had stopped and it was pitch black. So yeah. around the fire, you know, barley juices were being had. We had a, we had a very responsible Overlander style fire before Mark showed up, and then it just went it just went nuts from there. Yeah. <laughs> it was and beyond I, the rocks. Yeah. You know I, I, mean. I would like to say that I really appreciated that the second I got out of my truck and came over to greet, and I didn't know anybody at all here. Um, well, I, I met Bergie before, but. I didn't know anybody, and I walk up and say, "Hi, I'm Andrew," and he goes, "Hey, I'm Ben. Have a beer." Yeah, was, fuck yeah dude. I felt very welcome. I was like, "This is where I need to be yeah. this weekend." Well, and uh, also, I think I might have got you talked into some side by side stuff. Did I? Did, so, I mean... the, the, so Friday night <laughs> when we were talking about on the, on the recap video, we decided to go for a run to see how far we could go. But again, no idea what time it was. We left at like twelve thirty. <laughs> At least. at least and it was, we it, was have been it, it was it was oddly dusty at, <laughs> while it was wet it was weird it was a weird wet dust that was some people might call it fog we were totally uh, sober yeah 100 i'm like i'm driving i'm like I, I like i'm saying this in my head i'm like i can't fucking see a thing i'm like <laughs> we went from like 40 miles an hour to like seven yeah then i finally <laughs> said it out loud i'm like guys i can't fucking see a thing yeah. I'm, in, I'm squinting <laughs> you're in the like, back seat yeah right you're in the back seat for like 30 minutes, minutes. <laughs> i was i was squirreling beers in my sweatshirt yeah. and me and mark were sure. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like fuck i can't i i literally can't fucking see shit <laughs> I'm still gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So that that night, where I was, made, I fired up the grill and got some glizzies going. I had standard Costco glizzies. I had Costco Polish, and then was it Ivan from Deer Park? Yeah. Isaac. Yeah. I, Isaac. Isaac. Sorry, I keep calling him Ivan. I don't know. That's two by six. That, two by six. Yeah. He is a cool fucking dude. He is cool. Cool. I was I was really glad to meet him. I yeah. I I've been to actually <clears throat> after the um, boys weekend, I bought a 
I bought a true track from Bergie. He's he oh, apparently yeah. goes through differentials like it's cool. But yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I, I got a tailgate too from him. Mm-hmm. He had a Patriot Blue tailgate that was like oh, perfect, and it had the perfect amount of dents for my new third gen. So yeah. it, yeah. it fits, dude. It fits great. I'm in that same market for my green truck. I need to find that early 2000s Ford like electric teal where the <laughs> fuck that super gay color is that I have. <laughs> I need to find a tailgate because mine's kind of bowed yeah. out a little bit. I finally found another truck that matches your color, and it's it's on my drive home. We can totally go out there at night and steal his tailgate. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, and then, and then we had I think so he was the one that brought the cheese dogs, and they were I can't remember what brand they were, but they came in like that dark burgundy package. They're, they're Hillshire, delicious. Hillshire Farms. Hillshire Farms. They're yeah. All, yeah, sausage with cheese. Yeah, and, yeah, I've had those before. Yeah, and that, you made the steak. That you were yeah. coming around giving. Oh my god, dude. wasn't that good? That steak oh fucked hard, dude. Uh, my wife is a fantastic cook, and I even had to go like, "Hey man, can you write down the recipe for me?" Like, <laughs> it's totally. I gotta give I, that to we her. don't even know the. Yeah. We don't know the actual. Yeah, because we did it you the first year. <laughs> we did the first year. It's like basically just us. Th- well, it was us three plus Mark. And Mark left early, didn't he? he yeah, well, yeah. by Saturday night, it was just us three. Yeah, it was just us three. And we cooked that steak, and, and you seasoned it, didn't you? And he we cooked kind it. Of, we kind of like... We kind of mismatched it. Do you think we should put amazing. this in? Like, sure. Okay. It, and we basically kind of followed that same guideline, except for some of the seasoning, right? We no, put. All, I think all I did was change out the scotch. Yeah. Oh, it, so we did a different scotch. It was mostly scotch, uh, mustard... mustard. Uh, I want to say some all seasoning or garlic powder. It was garlic salt. It was the best steak I have ever had. Fuck yeah, dude! It was so good. And you know that crust on the outside? Oh my god! I really wasn't prepared for how many people were gonna bring extra steaks. Like if you didn't have a steak in your hand, people were offering you steaks. Yeah, and And that's why we say bring your own everything. Yeah, Yeah. unless (laughs) unless you and your buddy plan on bringing food, assume you have no food. I yeah. I loaded up on all this guy's glizzies that he was cooking because like everybody brought package, everybody brought packages of hot dogs everyone, and so I was like oh shit okay why not well and the beauty part about the beautiful part about that kind of deal and especially with that kind of group of people it's like there's never like a like I got to go back to my cooler to get a beer it's like no I have one here drink this one yeah like, it's it's a it's a word and. Half the guys I never even met before. Yeah. I literally never met you before. It was a good time. It was a great fucking time. <laughs> it was a good time. That's one of the reasons I love Boys Weekend. And that's it. Like that's fact. One hundred percent fact. Mitch, you need to start on a fifty-five gallon drum of that. That apple. That uh, moonshine. That'll that'll last the whole weekend. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and Rebecca, you have your work cut out for you. His wife made that one. Oh, yeah. he did. Oh man, shout out to you. That was delicious. Yeah, it was Mrs. fantastic. Correa. Yeah. Correa. Correa. Yeah. Correa. Sorry. Correa. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's no, fine. I, I I had to have that drilled into my head yeah. or else I'd forget it. But <laughs> that was that was delicious. Too bad Mark stole it, but... Um, <laughs> he killed the entire oh. thing. Uh, and then the fire grew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stand, so. yeah. It was yeah. a good time. All, all I remember was Mark was like, hey, what are you doing? And I, or something. And I looked over, I see him, and he's like taking a pull out of like a Colorado bottle. And I was like... Mm-hmm. You drinking Carlo like, Rossi? Mark, did you drink a bottle of Rossi, you fucking pleb? Like, what the <laughs> shit is wrong with you? Nope. Like, we're adults. Like, why? None of us are 19 or 20 yeah. anymore. Why are you bringing a bottle of Rossi? <laughs> and I walk over and I see there's no label. And I'm like, oh, great. That yeah. thing was like, shh. And then he made it disappear. And then he was just like, hey, 
uh, I want this fire to be nine feet tall right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so all of the wood in the vicinity ended up. And it to, was. We yeah. had to back up. We had yeah. to we had to back up. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, Mitch brought a steak, and he like it was an ex- like nobody even wanted it because there was so much fucking food. Yeah. And he set a steak on a pallet, and we had to all like scoot back. I guarantee that thing was like medium rare by the time yeah. that fire died down, because it was huge, beautiful. Well, Andrew, I greatly appreciate you making the time to come on the podcast and also just be our yeah. friend in general. Um, Thanks if, for having me. If people want to talk to you, learn more about manual transmissions or get anything, one like, yeah, yeah how, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, so our website www.lrgdiesel.com. That's uh, LRG Long Range Gear Diesel.com. That's the one. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's our website. It's got our basic information. Um, Instagram pretty pretty present on there at Long Range Gear. Um, you can call a shop at uh, 509-499-0760. Um, that's this line right here. It's the, the shop line. I always have it on me. Um, happy to answer any questions. Happy to walk anybody through any technical difficulties they're dealing with or you just want to talk clutches. Um, I'm more than happy to spend some time and get you the right thing. Um, we have a we have a Facebook as well, but I post like once every six months maybe standard yeah Yeah, standard but i do know for a fact that he is active in groups because you are active in the podcast group yeah um which i'm very thankful for and it's another one of those things where we talk about it being a spicy group it's a group of dudes and we share memes and and talk a bunch of shit but when you need help there are some extremely potent high knowledge people in that group yeah, yeah. there are there are some big names in the group yeah. like, yes and guys, they're sleepers yeah guys with like connections in big companies that are you know probably have the answer to the question that you need so yeah mm-hmm. we may fuck around a lot but guess what there's actually some dudes that like there really is got some knowledge su- substantial tomfoolery <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll know what i'm talking about when you see like a question asked and then you look at that third comment and all of a sudden you start seeing numbers and questions and terms and <laughs> yeah. slashes that you've never heard of before and then you see a jargon going back and forth like holy shit there is tech happening right now yeah yeah meanwhile you scroll down about three pages and, or you three, see and it's like <laughs> a dick hey, sometimes do you fart when you watch Channel porn. It's the exact mix of what I want. Yeah. That is the exact yeah. culture I wanted to cultivate. Yeah. It's one hundred percent. You really got to be prepared, but <laughs> if you're prepared for it, it's a great. I know from it's what, what I've place. seen, it's it's actually. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler's checking his book of Facebook. Yeah, yeah, his physical a, Facebook book. It gets so spicy that they uh, they actually they redacted, a, redacted a lot of my pictures, so I have to draw my own, which I did start to do, right there. Appalachia. So everybody, yeah. we really appreciate all you guys tuning in again, Andrew. I appreciate you bringing some carnage. Uh, Andrew also yeah, brought us some party favors. You brought us some bottles of. Proper 12. My man. It's, it's my jam. Yeah, I, I dig uh, it. I greatly appreciate that. Those are, uh, I for sure will be indulging one of those this I'm weekend. I'm going to think I'm Conor McGregor this weekend. <laughs> Walking out, arms flailing. <laughs> it makes you walk like that after a while. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> Uh, but that being said, again, thank you so much. We're going to have you on again and talk about swaps. Absolutely. So if you have questions Sweet. about swaps in general, I will make a post on stack the Facebook them page. Stack them up. Ask more questions. We will get them answered because I will tell you guys right now, having a resource like Andrew, not only local to us here, I feel tr- like yeah, honored. Yeah. But I'm honestly, only, I'm I, only an hour north. Yeah, honestly, we have just set a record 
for our longest podcast that we have ever done. Are we? Yeah. Oh no, shit! Hell yeah, yeah, dude! This felt like five minutes, yeah. uh, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> that you know. All right, we need to. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. We need to start a uh, like a poll in the group, like enough people to vote in on it about getting Tyler to swap his brand new truck to a manual. So, uh, dude, I, I I would love to. I'm getting a couple fifty six hundreds this weekend. I'm just if, if just that's just it out saying. there, dude. I I would out there. be. I would I would love that. Honestly, because that's like, that is the one part of that truck that I <clears throat> dislike. And I think every Dodge guy, Ram guy, I should say now, hates their man- automatic transmission. Yeah. Like to oh, have a manual in that you... truck. I've got a manual TK. Like, it's uh, like, that would just be. That honestly, would be a bitching truck. That would be badass. Yeah. And, I've already said yeah. I'm keeping that truck for the rest of my life. And I, I do love the truck. I love how basic it is. Like I, I'm a simple, a simple I, kind of fella. I can make that thing shift so smooth. Oh, you dude. would love it with carbon fiber. With and carbon I, fiber. You know, and I think you could probably do a video about it, so the company could, you know, maybe one, maybe two. Say it louder so yes. I can hear it up yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, folks, I really appreciate all you guys. Make sure and check out uh, Andrew's website, lrggear.com, lrgdiesel.com, lrgdiesel.com. To listen, to what I just said I fucked it up. Uh, but we love every single one of you. Check out the Facebook group. And Andrew, thank you so much for being on. Hey. Yeah. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.